Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the B2B Power Hour. Today I am joined by, I believe, truly the one and only Michelle Griffin, personal brand strategist, somebody who is such a high visibility on LinkedIn in the personal brand space, and also founder at Brandthority. I can say, I think, Michelle, I found you through Nick Bennett originally, and I have just loved every single piece of content you've ever put out there. So I am thrilled that you've decided to come onto the show. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to chat. I love hearing that. And thank you for having me and for saying that, right? I mean, we work hard to put our content to help others and that just means so much. So Mm. it's terrific to be here in the B2B Power Hour. Oh, thank you. It's, It's just lovely to have you on here. So let me ask you something. One of the things that I hear a lot from sales professionals especially, and I think this is representative of the fact that there's a lot of turnover in the industry, but there's sort of this unwillingness to create their own personal brand because, well, I'm only at this company for 14 months. I'm only at this firm for eight months. If I put out all this effort and intention on behalf of this company and then I leave, you know, why am I putting in all of this energy? So what what how might you begin to answer some of those reservations when it comes to building your personal brand especially out on linkedin yeah no that's a great question you see that a lot and um i would say the top of level answer is you know you are the brand you're building an asset that really you know compounds daily and it's a professional investment your best asset professionally because it's not going to be defined so much by where you work, but who you are, what your expertise is, what you share, your uniqueness and all that, that really can carry you from job to job and then just keep helping you get better advantages, opportunities, promotions, sales, all the things as you keep progressing in your career. So almost, you know, I really think they should teach personal branding either out of college, high school, you, wherever people are getting training to get to that next level start then it's never you're never too young or never too old but you need to start because it's not a one and done in a day thing Mm -hmm. well and and you had mentioned expertise and i and i also hear this a lot especially for people who are sort of earlier in their career and you know they don't have a ton of i mean they have experience they've maybe graduated from college and they had all of the you know experiences they did there or maybe they had taken a job after high school for a number of years so how, like when you think about expertise and like either developing expertise or the importance of expertise to a personal brand, how do how do people go out and actually like develop it or or even demonstrate it? Like what does that look like? It looks like just like a personal brand, one day at a time. You're learning, you're growing, and you know I follow amazing um, brands on like personal brands on LinkedIn. They're 22 years old. I mean, one of my good, you know, connections, I'm not going to say his name out loud, but he is, you know, wanting to, he's working in growth marketing and he's just killing it because he realized early on the importance of it. Hmm. And he realizes, look, I may not have 20, 10, 20, 30 years, but I have experience that's relevant to the audience that people are, it's human interest too, right? I can Hmm. report on my day to day. So he'll post on stuff he's doing and share pictures of his team. He's He's actually, you know, has a side project he's working on. So he'll show stuff he's doing. So it's really human interest. Personal brands humanize us, humanizes our brands, us, you know, people in this day and age. I mean, we all started with reality TV, 
what, in the mid, early to mid-2000s. And that's why reality TV is so interesting. People want to be entertained. They want to be educated. They want to be inspired. And there is no age limit on that or no experience, you know, qualification on that. Mm -hmm. So just get out there and start sharing. And I think, sadly, that holds too many uh, young professionals back because they feel like, oh, I need, I don't, I'm not, no one, who would listen to me? Why mm -hmm. do I have anything to say? And and I say, yes, you do have something to say. I mean, I, I see it every single day with young uh, graduates, young in their fields, just starting. And it's, they're fascinating. It's a breath of fresh air too, you know? Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's so cool. <laughs> I, I, I love that what you're pointing to is that we shouldn't stop ourselves because we have some preconceived idea of what a personal brand looks like or or how we're supposed to show up. Like the point of all of this, it sounds like, is just to connect with other people and where they are in life and share some stuff about where we are in life as if it was a, a dinner party or some sort of, you know, fun social gathering together. It's not that much different when it comes to a platform like LinkedIn is what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, personal branding can be, there's many avenues to take, you know, if you're a thought leader, executive, you're going to have one kind of a general goal and focus, if you're sales or marketing, that's going to be one. If you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, you know, you're going to be a focused, if you're a job seeker, that's going to mm -hmm. be focused, but essentially it's sharing you personally and professionally in a very, you know, real and genuine way. Um, to help others. So you're helping someone get to another thing, but they want to know you. I mean, it's been documented. I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but there are numerous big studies by Forrester Gardner about people refer to brands and do better business with brands and respond. I, I need to pull those up, but they're kind of boring on stats. But <laughs> essentially, there's proof data and data that that, that is true. And it shouldn't hold you back because, you know, people are craving that, especially in the last two years, are craving that human side of things, you know, and you kind of mm. get, I see people on LinkedIn every day, they're not even really kind of posting on their stuff, but they're still getting, building that brand. Now, I do suggest if you're really trying to do it to, you know, get clients and stuff and all and build that, you know, you want to balance that for sure, because it could swing either way if you're too about you or two things, you need a nice balance. I like to call that, I have this name, I call a word, I coin called professional. So it's oh. P-E-R-F-E-S-S-I-O-N-A-L. It's being personable and professional setting, you know? So, cause I have clients are like, well, I don't want to build a personal brand cause I don't want to share my life, my world. I'm like, you don't have to share yourself. You can just be personable, right? And that's kind of how it is, just showing up at a networking thing. And obviously, there's more goals and a strategy and foundation, but just surface level. You mm -hmm. don't have to appear all educated and have years of experience to get out there. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, let's dive into to some of the key elements. I mean, I know this is your bread and butter. Uh, so what are core the core elements of a personal brand? What are those key pieces we all should have? Oh, such a good question, because... I have a seven-step framework yeah. that I could just well, – I find when people have a system or process or some steps, it's easier to kind of know, well, hmm, here's some of the high-level things I need. Of course, when I take people through my coaching and courses I'm working on, I get really granular on it. But mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing is I see people jumping on LinkedIn because they want – you know, why not? It's a great place. But 
they miss steps maybe one, two, three, and then just start, you know, on my step four and five, which is like throw a profile out and maybe do content and it's not really hitting it for them. And it's because they need that foundational strategy. And, and I'll tell you real quick what those are. Okay. So number one, they all start with P's. So this might be easy. Okay. <laughs> number one is perspective. Much like like we just talked about, you need that internal perspective of who you are, like your goals, your mission, like something like you really believe in and feel strongly about, because that's going to dictate how we position and package you. But I do a, per, a perspective on you personally, professionally, even with your personality, you know, mm. we even um, do it inside. And then we ask people like, you know, what you stand for, you know, we want a kind of a baseline there. So get really good on your perspectives and also a goal in mind. If you don't know where you're going, it's really hard to kind of figure the path. So perspective is really huge. That's the internal focus on you and all the things that make you, you. The second one is people. Now we know in marketing, you don't help everyone. So I'm not advocating go help all people. In my part, people means your ICP, that one person you're after, you're helping, right? But it also means partners because that's a huge leg of what, how I build personal brands is with your partners, which become community. You know, you, having a community will just completely snowball you. So partners could be people who are gonna refer you, recommend you, do business with you, collaborate with you, all the things that are gonna keep amplifying you as you get to know and just work hand in hand. Sometimes your partners may even grow it faster than you can on your own, it's amazing. Now, number three is a huge part of where you need to stand out because we all need to have a differentiating factor. And we do because we're all so unique. And mm -hmm. um, each one of my steps feeds into another. So the way you're positioned, what do you stand for, want to be known for? That is going to really help dial you in. I really get really helpful uh, granular with my clients. Um, sometimes they stand, they have, they come off the top with like a big perspective, like, oh, that's my point of view. And that's really a breath of fresh air. So you don't have to always, you know, be like, I have this or that. It could be a point of view, right? It could be a perspective or something like that. But positioning and how you're different, what makes you uniquely qualified to be what you're doing is huge. Now that delves into the fun part. Number four is packaging. Not a false sense of who you are. It's you. It's how are you going to show up online? This is where like the LinkedIn stuff comes in. Your website, if you have one, your social media handles, maybe some, you know, the visual branding too, if, if that's a part of it. Um, if you have um, an, a framework or IP or all the things, assets, all the things that are going to make you collateral, just show up. An email list, all the things are going to package. It's also going to be your customer journey if you're like a client-based personal brand your customer journey, your offers. I get really granular in number four. <laughs> number five is is the fun one. This is where we can start showing off who we are to help others, and that's publish. Mm -hmm. Publishing is having that content that you gotta build trust because that's what personal brand really do. And do They help you build trust for you and your company. Um, so content, we get a strategy, you get an umbrella theme, you just go to town on a social media platform and then another one to keep growing. Number six is uh, by the time you're at number six, you're getting a good flow. You're flowing, you're growing, but we want to keep amplifying it. So we're going to look for areas to keep promoting you and what you do to help others. So that could be either guesting on a podcast, having your own, speaking, going to LinkedIn Lives, having an email newsletter. There's so many opportunities and tools 
to get out there in a bigger way. Media mentions, all the things. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're number seven, step seven is propel, you're going to keep paying it forward. You're going to keep growing that community, that trust, that belief, and, and your business too, and your brand. It just keeps compounding. So all those seven steps, all those six steps really do work into number seven, and you just keep honing it and, you know, looking at things and listening, of course, to your customer, your avatar, and just keep growing. So that's a really, really high level seven steps on how I take people through. I don't know who I am to here is amazingly who I am to stand out in my niche. I love that process. I also think it's just super accessible for people who are uh, trying to figure it out. I had a question about mm -hmm. some of the positioning uh, one. Yeah. And especially for like, um, especially for, let's let's just broadly say employees of, okay. of companies. How, how might they go about like positioning themselves. I know, now I know some of this flows from perspective and, and some of this flows from the first couple of steps and, and figuring out like what is it about uniquely me. But one thing I've always admired and I'm sort of trying to elucidate or figure out how this works is sometimes there are sales professionals, marketing professionals who are earlier in their career or who are later in their career and their content isn't really positioned in the way a solopreneur would be, or their profile isn't really positioned in the way an executive would be, they just kind of say, here's what I do, here's who I am, and then they share content about their personal life. So is that a form of positioning? It's just a little different? or it, Because it doesn't, to me, it's not as like strong and set as, I'm a solopreneur, and I have this to say to the world, and I have this to sell. It's like, no, I'm just a growth marketing person, or no, I'm just an account executive at this company. It's just a little different. And I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about how employees especially might be able to uh, position themselves effectively in their personal brand. Oh, that's a great question because um, a friend of mine, I think she's actually been on this podcast, Stacy Danheiser. Love Stacy. Yeah, she actually told me to tell you hi last time. Oh, so that's hello. awesome. Hi, Stacy. Yeah, she's really big. And, and I actually did a podcast with her about internal marketing. Like internally, you should have a personal brand internally in your company. And she's mm -hmm. so big on that. And, and I agree. Okay, so I have seen it both ways. But you got to remember, the way I do a personal brand I mean, you can do a personal brand for fun, and this is me, but I'm doing mine in a kind of an umbrella professional setting to grow your professional brand, either as an employee here we can talk about, as a career seeker, an executive, entrepreneur, all the things. But let's talk about the employee, okay, because that's huge. And there's such a way. When we started this podcast, you asked, why would a sales rep, a marketing person, need it if maybe they don't think they're going to be in a role? You start now, and you're known in this industry. You obviously think... If say I'm going to be in sales, so this is the area that I'm going to grow my brand. I want to be known maybe for sales or maybe if you're in B2B tech, you're going to just write something that equally is important in your realm, but you're interested in because you're going to be talking about it, right? You need to be passionate about it, about helping it. So I have seen people two ways. I've seen this two ways. I've seen people who are working in a particular industry and they just kind of educate us about kind of what they like and do and maybe what their company does, but they're showing some kind of expertise, knowledge, and you just kind of know, hey, they're you're growing your credibility as you grow your visibility. Now I have others that just kind of like, I'm really, I'm working in this other industry, but I am so super passionate about this other thing that I'm going to kind of take it there. Now there's that one. There's even people who do a side hustle. So it really kind of depends if you want to grow your personal brand for your business and your industry, 
I would just start talking about some of the things you're doing in that, mm. the, growing that visibility and the credibility. Now, mm. um, it also depends on how your company, do they let you, I'm a huge believer in employee branding. And in fact, I think it's gonna explode as more companies see how important it is, not to dictate, but just to let them have, their employees have a say, because at the end of the day, they're still in organically getting the knowledge that, hey, you work at this company, you know, mm. without advertising. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, so find the goals. That goal is super important, but find something at the end of the day that you can light up. Now, I, I, you, no one wants to get a LinkedIn, be forced to post on stuff that is not up their alley, right? That, that yeah. would never work. Yeah. That, um, I really like that because it's, it's sort of a, a liberating approach. It, 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 it removes constraints and like preconceptions about what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, one thing that we've talked about here, which I've always loved, is when instead of um, like using LinkedIn to sell, for example, one of the things we always recommend is, is sure, I mean, you know, focus some time on, on your target accounts. You want to comment on your target accounts and you want to engage and comment with the influencers that they follow. But you also should spend some time with your peers, and like other people in, in your industry, as you pointed out, or other people on the network who are talking about similar things as you that aren't necessarily related to just sell, 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 or aren't necessarily just related to some business objective, because you're, you're as you've pointed out, you're building that personal brand. And I, I don't know if I ever really connected those things. I always thought of like uh, commenting with peers is more of just like community building and like connections with people in the industry. But I suppose it is really... Uh, it is sort of like building up your personal brand on a network, uh, which is so powerful, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's many ways to do it. And also, you know, you just show your human side. You know, you don't, we can't be all business all this time. We want to see, that's why comments are great because you can, they're kind of buried under the post. It's a safe area for some people. So I encourage people to show their, you know, give some great feedback or whatever. Don't just say good post because when you're commenting and when you're doing the post, it's hard to say, oh, you just say, well, thanks. I mean, it doesn't really start a conversation. You want to be able to start a conversation. But show some fun size. Show your don't hold back. Let the comments be where you can start getting that confidence to show who you really are, and that's going to resonate. That's going to start a conversation too. Hmm. So, um, what uh, sort of thinking broadly here? What do you see as some of the mistakes people make when they f- even follow your framework? So, if somebody you know is listening to this episode. And they say, wow, Michelle, what an amazing framework. I'm going to go turn around and do that myself. And I'm sure between the clients you've worked with and people who follow your content, you've seen many of people use this process. So what are some of the common pitfalls or mistakes or even blind spots people might have when developing their personal brand? Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, well, the number one thing I see is jumping into like number four and number five, Pat, you know, getting on LinkedIn and thing when you don't do that work. And, and it's hard because we can't see our blind spots. And I also say, we can't see the frame of the picture we're in. It's really hard to define yourself. That's why I'm, I'm taking my, I'm in the process of taking my coaching program and trying to make it a digital course because I want to help more people. I don't want anyone to be stuck professionally. You know, it's, really it's a it's a hard feeling to not know where you want to get out and grow and you know help people but you don't know which way to go 
So take the time to really get, you know, clear on the questions about who you are. But the number one, I think I see people, they don't have a lot of clarity on their customer. Okay. Mm. You can kind of maybe sort of wing it a little bit on you, but the person you're here to help is got to be clear on what they need, who they are. I see people go too broad, you know, okay. if, especially like from a solopreneur entrepreneur standpoint, yeah. um, get a little you'll get more traction getting very near and specific about what you write about you know and who you do it for and their pain points and then you can expand out but as get as narrowly focused as you can is super huge and then how are you different i mean so you don't want to sound and be like every single person who does what you do right <laughs> so that's why getting clear on who you are and what your audience needs and you marry the two and that, that comes out really well in your positioning and your differentiation. So just take some time. And hopefully by, you know, later in the year, I'll have that out. And so I, I just want to be able to help more people get that clarity. Because, you know, I, I will tell you from personal experience before I left my marketing job, I was taking all these courses, all these credentials, and they're wonderful to tell you something tactical. But the strategy of how to get clarity and positioning who you are it seems to be really missing, you know, and I want to find a way to translate that out there so more people can get those number one and two set. Absolutely. What was, um, I, I remembered most of the P's, but what was number six? Promotion. Promotion. Now, it's promotion. And that's really kind of promoting your message, your cause, mm -hmm. how you help people. It's not self, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people freak out about personal branding because it thinks you have to be all promotional about mm -hmm. yourself. But you've got to keep amplifying yourself and growing your reach and your community and your audience so you can help more people and make a bigger impact and all the things we do with our brands, right? So number six is promotion. I, I, uh, I have a, a question about that and seven sort of together. And I'm sure. really looking just for your huh, perspective on, <laughs> on these two together. But how do you think about like distributing your time or your attention or your energy between sort of like giving first, um, you know, generously showing up with other people, that sort of propel idea, continuing to give back, and then sort of returning to the promotional side and not necessarily being me centered, but certainly talking a, a little bit more about what you have to offer. Like, how do you think about either balancing those things or how they complement each other uh, for people developing their personal brand? Yeah, no. So by that stage, you know, you're 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 really clear and confident, incredible at that stage, right? So promotion comes a little bit later when you're going to start getting. Those opportunities, by the way, too. When you're when you're clearly defined, getting the traction, you're going to get the opportunities to be on a podcast, to speak. People, if you're narrow focusing enough and become that known go-to, you're going to get those opportunities. So you want to balance being out there. I think what you mean, giving mm -hmm. back. Are, are you trying to say maybe from like spending all the time doing stuff versus like the balance there? Is that the question? Yeah, you're yeah, trying to, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You definitely need to start thinking, you know, is this one aligned with what I'm here to do? Is this one going to be aligned? Because you obviously, when you get to a certain point in your personal brand, you're going to have a lot of opportunities and you want to give back, but you can't always be there. So that's why I really recommend, um, you know, translating that expertise. I'm a big content repurposer. I have a content multiplier framework that I work with my clients. 
Um, when you're doing number five, all that promotion, let's let's start taking what we have, our assets and everything, and and then having resources to give people to share, amplify more, more of what we can do, but give it so we don't. It's not a hourly time, you know. We're mm. trading like time for money or trying. So I think that's going to help amplify you and get it out there in a bigger way. Um, even like when you're in a media mention, a podcast, speaking to say, hey, you know, grab my something or whatever. And you can be an employee doing this. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, but just find ways. And then you're always going to keep being a forward facing per, uh, people first, I think, is the best way to propel yourself. You know, mm -hmm. I know that there are some people who build big brands and followers and you see them and they just kind of aren't the same. It's like they, they changed a little bit. And so I advocate, you know, just keep giving with a give first mantra and it's going to all come back, you know. So and I've seen this with myself and my clients for sure. Yeah, I agree. We've seen it, too, here. It's just unbelievably powerful generosity mm -hmm. who knew right no um, the law of reciprocity too it's, <laughs> exactly. it's amazing the, you know i love it so um i kind of have a, a niche question and this is especially back to the employees but i sort of at the beginning of what we were talking about was setting a goal for what you want your personal brand to be and you had mentioned job seekers and i wonder about sort of the it, it doesn't seem like a dilemma to me, but it certainly could seem like a, a, a challenge or a conflict for somebody to sort of create a personal brand while they're at a company or invest in it. And they have sort of the, you know, seedlings laid and then uh, they're ready for a new opportunity. And so then they sort of have to shift into becoming a job seeker or like their goal shifts from their their content or their packaging and all their rest of that. So how how can we best sort of navigate those shifts in goals? Like what uh, is it okay to change our minds, first of all? And then like, how, how do we actually navigate that? Do we have to tell people we're like changing our goals or do we just kind of start creating new content that with a different mindset or, or how does that work when we want to sort of change our direction a little bit? Oh, and it's certainly, yeah, we're not set in stone. That's like us, you know, we're evolving, we're changing. And so you just, you just put it out there. But one of the things I like to say, let's get back to that first part, like a mm -hmm. goal for an employee. It's like, okay, I want to say my employee, you know, at a ex, you know, we're not going to put such a tight thing, but you know, I want, I would like to get at this level at this doing this job, or maybe speak at this industry conference, or get this big project, some kind of internal goal and external. I mean, I think you really need to write that. Otherwise, how do we know? But say you're working, and then you're like, gosh, I really want to pivot to a whole nother industry. That's completely mm -hmm. fine. You know, no one's holding you that too. But and I do want to say. When you build your personal brand, it's so much easier to get that dream job because people know you, right? When they're choosing between two candidates and there's one that completely is doing all these great things, it's almost like a requirement now or, you know, it's the level up that'll give it to you. So that will help that. But when you change industries or become an entrepreneur, you just kind of tell people you're sharing your life. I mean, there's people love that kind of stuff. So it's mm -hmm. not like it should be a secret or be embarrassed. That's part of you and as it evolves. And I think if you're sharing content and people see you and you get a kind of an audience and a following, they're going to follow you and be interested. Now, some, if you go completely different, might check out. But for the most part, I've seen that. I have seen that firsthand with a lot of people online. Mm -hmm. And it's totally acceptable. 
and expected, right? Because we change. We shouldn't be pigeonholed into one area for sure. <laughs> what? We're, we're allowed to change, <laughs> Michelle? That's crazy to me. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so refreshing. Or I'll know people who start talking about like their side hustle. I know that Ooh. who forward flight. Mm. And they and then you just kind of tell people. And it, that we, we're we more open and transparent, you know, in today's age. Mm. So that's the beauty of it. So, um, yeah, you don't have to be all tight-willed in one area. Life yeah. is good. Like, uh, that's awesome. Well, and, and I also like what you're pointing to is that once again, like brands are, or especially personal brands are reflections of who we are. So mm-hmm. the fact that the, our life has changed means our personal brand will change. And that's just mm-hmm. part of the deal in, in building it. And then we can figure out all the details as we go along. And I've, um, I know that's just in, very freeing to a lot of people because I feel sometimes by no means yourself, but a lot of like personal brand content seems very rigid and, and almost like a straight jacket where it's like, oh, you have to show up in this certain way or you have to you know do this in a in a, a particular fashion to have a personal brand or whatever. Oh, no, right. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm more of like, you know, we're all people as long as we completely dialed in who we are and who we're trying to serve and where we're going. Life is fluid. And I have seen people that have been in a corporate job, mm-hmm. going to entrepreneurship, then going back to corporate and even write about it. So I think it's refreshing. There's people out there who are going to be inspired either way of what you do. And that that's why we're here, hopefully, with our personal brands, you know, to make an impact on others as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I really have a, um, a question. I was looking through some of your uh, recent content on LinkedIn. And and again, as I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, I love basically everything that you've ever posted. Um, and you. you had, uh, I think it was about a week ago, uh, and this is sort of returning somewhere between in the, in the early P's, but maybe even some of the packaging stuff, which is finding somebody's unique voice. And I have to say, like, I struggled with this for a long time. And so I, and, you know, every once in a while it still pops up. I'm like, is this, is this me? I'm not sure if this is me. But I really wanted to ask you about finding your voice because a lot of the, the later, the latter half of your framework deals with sort of getting content out there, putting yourself out there. And I always wanted to remain authentic and genuine and like who I who I am and who I who I was. And I see a lot of people struggle with this as well. And I don't know if it's because it's like a pressure and I'd love your thoughts on this of like is it a pressure to perform so we think we have to show up in a certain way or maybe we've just like never been trained to figure out what our unique voice is. But I really wanted to ask about like how can people sit down an experiment maybe and really get to that like crux piece that that allows them to show up like as themselves even if it's on TikTok or LinkedIn or or whatever channel. Oh yeah, that's a great question because you know face it we all we mentioned the word getting on social media and we all just kind of freeze like we might be ourselves in conversations but we somehow venture into social media it just freezes most of us up and and it keeps a lot of us off there but social media especially LinkedIn it is really a supportive place, right? So that's the one thing. And, you know, it's a, it's, you got to get out there to really know it. You can't wonder about it and never know. You have to get out there to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But um, another problem I see is people are so frozen and paralyzed. So they go, well, what should I do? What should I do? And so they look and see what other people are getting traction on and then just kind of emulate that. 
One good way to write content, if you don't like to write and kind of want to get your true voice, is what I do is take Otter AI, the app. Are you familiar with Otter AI? It's like my yeah, best friend. <laughs> it's like a transcription service, right? Yeah. there's a okay. fr- it's, an, it's an app and a desktop. And okay. it, there's a free plan, and the pro plan's like eight bucks a month. But I'll, I'll talk to text. I'll sit, I mean, you can do it with like whatever Google or thing, but I love it because it records me and it also transcribes what I'm saying. So if you want to just, if you freeze up trying to write, just talk like you would. Just talk and write like you would is the best thing. You don't have to be all proper and this isn't English school. Just be you. And my biggest thing is, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher and thing at heart. I'm trying to inject more my personality because I have this internal, we all have our internal things. Like, I don't want to be too buttoned up in corporate. Because I, I was in the insurance and legal B2B professional space for mm. years. So I got that layer on me. So I'm trying to, and I, but I'm very personable. I mean, I'll talk to the wall in real life. You know, I just <laughs> love people and I love to talk, but I'm super private. So I get that question. Like, what is my unique voice? Well, just talk like you speak. And even if you have to speak what you're going to say, it's going to sound so natural. And and I think you'll learn. And as I go back to that reference to the comments, if you're not quite ready to post and know what your true voice is, start practicing the comments. Remember, they're protected. Not everyone's going to see them. And you're going to start conversations and meet people there. And they're going to reinforce and hear you. And chances are they're, they're going to resonate and, mm. and give you a little bit of clarity and confidence. So... That is one tactical way to do it. What post was that, by the way? Because I can't remember which one it was. Um, do you remember? It was like a week ago of just like seven some odd tips to find your unique voice or something. Okay. Along those, I post um, every day. on my Five days a week, so it's hard to remember which one is which. But <laughs> um, but someone, we can link in the show notes on that if yeah. you want to go find it. But, um, but that's a good way to do it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, talk like you speak. Just be human. We, we don't need any perfect people out there anymore do we we don't no. like that <laughs> i don't need it anymore i'd no. prefer to and, and if our listeners with us today have heard nick or i on a live show or they've attended your stuff before it we all laugh and mess up and say things imperfectly and i think that's just so much better and so much more refreshing than oh, always being yes. on message and having such discipline yes. about all the yeah whatever <laughs> No, I mean, that's what personal brands are. I mm-hmm. mean, that's why you got to inflect your personality and who you are. People are going to resonate and the right people will come to you. You know, the mm-hmm. right job will come to you because you're being your true self, showing off what you know, but just being that in a friendly, humanistic way, you know, so it's just the right. It makes everything to be a right fit. And heck, I've been on LinkedIn Lives. My cat got in the room. He jumped on my thing. I mean, it's <laughs> like life, right? So I love it. So, yeah. It's so life. just, you know, I'm not saying on one extreme be all, you know, open and vulnerable. On the other hand, be buttoned up. But find your balance. And yeah. there's a nice mix out there for you. Everyone's a little bit different. Totally. And I think this flows into the next question I had, which is sort of popcorning around your framework here. So excuse the, uh, the you know, if you're trying to follow in a linear fashion, but um, sort of about like partners and and finding, I know um, we we have a couple friends of the show, Andre and Vladimir, who talk about like co-pilots, um, but uh, sort of partners in both creating content and partners and personal branding. How do you think about approaching partnerships and and particularly 
I'm interested in like if I'm an individual, an employee or something, and I've I've been following this framework or I have my personal brand developed, like you had mentioned this is a great way to sort of get out there to bigger audiences and find new people to connect with. So what do those conversations sound like? What are the asks like to to create these kinds of partnerships uh, for for your personal brand? Mm, wonderful question, because these partners, these friends, these colleagues, they really do help us personally and professionally. And a lot of them just become your great friends, too. Mm -hmm. um, so start conversations. I mean, let's think of it in the real world. I mean, you don't just go to someone like, hey, let's partner up, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> think of LinkedIn as just one big, the world's big networking. And each little post is the opportunity to find someone who has a resonating topic or idea perspective. And you might, you know, start a conversation there. That's how I've met most of my amazing partners. Um, so start a conversation there, just start following and commenting, and then maybe, you know, lead to a conversation, hop on a virtual coffee, if anything. I, I do have those from time to time, but no ask, no agenda, just, you know, carve out 20 minutes and get to know someone. I've made some really genuine connections that way. Hmm. Also, you can, you know, go on some of the bigger industry and company pages, and you'll see the same kind of people there. You'll, you'll kind of see your people because... Getting out there and putting out comments and content, how else do we know what someone's about? That's kind of how you have to do it on social media, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe like on a video or something, you'll, you'll kind of see. But joining groups and communities is, is huge, either online or offline, because those are like-minded people, right? And you're going to find your micro-communities in the bigger communities. But it's just the process of getting out there, commenting, being of service, reaching out, it just happens organically, but you got to keep doing it and you will find your people. And for example, you know, last year I made this bold claim that I was going to be consistent and post every single day on LinkedIn. So I started this 365 <laughs> challenge and wow. well, lo and behold, like 200, 300 people joined the group with me and, you know, we're all in the honor system. I met some of the most amazing people because we had a like-minded, you know, agenda and idea mm -hmm. and goal. So that's another thing. So you can start challenges. But anyway, um, that, that community, I've now turned into a community. We have 900 people in there now, and I'm really wow. working hard to the community and I've met some amazing people. So just go where the people are that resonate with you. And, you know, as my mom said, when I was in like kindergarten, I came home crying one day. It was just school had started. And I'm like, I don't have any friends, <laughs> which is crazy. I think I was shy as a little kid versus now. But she's like, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle. Okay, here's how you make friends. To make friends, you got to be a friend. So you, you, people don't just naturally come to you. You kind of have to just take the leap. They're shy too, you know. So take that first step. So I know this is kind of like all over the place, but um, no, just I... <laughs> be, a, be a good human and, and just start finding interest people. People really, I'd be surprised too. People are kind of like, if you take the first move on LinkedIn, not to sell, but just to be friendly, people really appreciate that, you know? It's so, so like funny you bring that up because Daniel Kading uh, came on the show and he was talking about actually a kindergarten example too. Because we were talking about, you know, how do you connect with people? How are you actually building relationships without selling? And he's like, well, when you're in kindergarten, you don't have a pitch. You know, you say, oh, my tongue can touch my nose. Like, that, like, that's the cool thing. And it's just connecting with people on a personal level, building that relationship. Do you, I mean, this is sort of just, I, I don't know, something I've been doing with. I don't know if it's like a lost art 
really. I think people still know how to build relationships. I just wonder why it's not like our default setting when it comes to a social platform. And do you have any thoughts on that? Like what, like, is there a reason why we're all trying to just sell each other (laughs) Uh, instead of just building a relationship? (laughs) I uh, high five to that. That is my thing. It's just like, can we form connections and community first? Because I think the problem is on LinkedIn in particular, those that kind of pitch you in the first connection or now in the connection request Mm -hmm. kind of give it a bad name. But I I think you just start going back to the basics of meat and potatoes. Like, you know, that's why you should have little nuggets in your about section or your, you know, your headline. Like, for instance, like, oh, you went to Florida State. I went to Florida. You know, it's just something to connect people with or find something in their profile that you can reach out to them in a connection request. Oh, I saw I see you're living in Florida or I mean, just something so basic. But mm. that's going to resonate with people versus the standard canned stuff. I think it's going back to being human being personable, being yourself, right? When we find the templates and all the things people tell you how to connect, I mean, we've all been connected with with those same templated greetings, right? And those mm-hmm. that tunes people out. No one wants that. Everyone wants something unique and personal. Mm-hmm. And if we can just go back to the basics, I think we can just start start it that way. Yeah. I, uh, I had posted about this this morning, but Nick and I have been experimenting with this idea of like a digital road warrior because like in the in in the traditional days when you know 90s and 2000s and to some degree the 2010s but it sort of was phased out you know if you were a road warrior you're a salesperson who's on the road all the time you weren't pitching eight hours a day you were just showing up to events and building relationships in the community and getting to know people and understanding, you know, your territory, if that mattered, but really just understanding, you know, where you sat and who to connect to and who, who the good people were and who the not so good people were and who to pay attention to. And I feel like there's such a, maybe a need for us. And I think, Michelle, you're lighting the way for this of like, let's just maybe show up (laughs) and just give our time and give our attention. And I love that you're pointing that out as like, yes, do that, but also think about how to intentionally do that with a personal brand. Like you're layering on the, how how can we do this strategically in a way that makes sense for where you Mm want to go, either at your company or in your career. And I think that's so absolutely. powerful. I love that. I absolutely love that. In fact, um, I know a few people like last year and maybe even this year, they hold, you know, weekly open, I don't want to call them office hours, but Zoom calls or networking events. And maybe just do that, twi- you know, invite in your industry or whomever to say, hey, we're just all getting together and chat. I know people are so tired of getting on Zoom. Yeah. So if you could maybe <laughs> even do it in your local area, but just get people like old fashioned and there's no agenda. We're just mm-hmm. coming to talk. You know how refreshing that is? Just like, hey, how's it going? Now, I know everyone's busy, so maybe have some kind of fun thing to do with it. But just get back to the basics, man. And I think people will find they'll come out more when they know you're not trying to sell them, right? There's no agenda. There's no agenda. Mm, Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, Michelle, last question around here, our power hour question. I know your seven-step framework is probably a little more than uh, just an hour's worth of work. So my question to you is, as you think about a personal brand or helping people develop their own personal brand, if you really only had an hour to 
you know, make a difference in, in, in their brand. How would you spend that hour? Ooh, so if I only had an hour to make a difference, I would sit there, I would make sure they, they are number one and number two. I would sit there and ask them when that first section where I work with clients, I probably have like 50 questions I ran people through. I, I mm -hmm. ask them questions they never ask themselves. I would help them get the clarity on who they are and where they're going and what they want to do. Because when you have clarity in who you are, when you stand for what you believe in and who you want to help and where you want to go, it changes everything, you know? So I would work really hard for an hour to give them that. And, um, and I, they would be on their way. Internal professional clarity is probably one of the best gifts you can give someone. And that's my answer. Mm, great answer. I love it. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for this amazing episode. I've loved our thank conversation. You. Where can people find Same you? Same here. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. And again, it's been an amazing hour with you. So I appreciate your time. So I would love if people would love to, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Shout out that you heard me on the Power Hour, the B2B Power Hour. I'd love to connect with you. You can go to my website, which is just really simply yourbrandyourbusiness.com. You can join my 365 creators community of 900 plus people on LinkedIn and um, also my podcast, the Business yes. of You podcast. So it's personal branding in the B2B space. And you can find that on my website or all you know major platforms. And that's a weekly. I think we're at, I think I, we're at 40 something episodes. I just started wow. end of last year. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Well, yes, yeah. uh, you're probably if you're listening to this, you're probably able to get it on the same platform you're listening to this episode. So Michelle, yes. thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to have you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Morgan. It has been a fun power hour with you. <laughs> Thanks. Did you love today's episode? Subscribe now to have our three weekly episodes waiting for you. And if you really like our content, please leave a five-star review. But if you're not ready to give us a review, check out another episode and follow us on LinkedIn. We'd love to win you over. See you next time. See you next time.